it's time to stand up or shut up. With your hosts, Chris and Jen, this is the Theme Park Stand Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcast back again with episode three. How's it going, Jen? Good. How are you? Let's go. Doing well. You know, it's a it was a very dreary day here in central Ohio. Cold and rainy, so not very much fun going on. Yeah, it's pretty cold and rainy here in Philly, too. I haven't left my house all day, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I did a couple times. Um, I didn't want to, but I was happy to get home. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, random topic uh, of just randomness episode that we have going on here. Um, Pipeline? Wasn't that crazy to see it testing? Yeah, out of nowhere. Um, my Definitely my favorite part about it is the fact that um, SeaWorld decided to test it when they knew all of the media was at um, Busch Gardens Tampa. Um, so I was really surprised to see pipeline testing yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because the only the only outlet to share the video of it is SeaWorld itself. So yeah, they there was like no people. one else there to record it. It's just SeaWorld reporting on it. <laughs> oh, that's that's great. That's really yeah, great. Yeah, SeaWorld's unhinged at that one. They knew exactly what they were doing. I was cracking up. The moment I saw it last night, I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's good stuff, and and it just is like like ha ha. We got we tested it, and no one knew, only us. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we wanted to break this news first. LFG, yep. it's our coaster. We should be coffee. able to, right? <laughs> yeah, and then it's even funnier because today they're posting like all the different angles of the photo of it test, or all the different angle angles of the video of it testing. And no one else has that footage because no one was around. It's so funny. Oh, goodness. Well, there's there's I other love, news. There, what were you going to say? I love SeaWorld. That's, <laughs> that's a baller. That's baller status right there. Like, huh, we, got, we got this and you don't. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But there's other news coming out of uh, SeaWorld as well, isn't there? Yes, the um, comfort collars seem to be officially off of Icebreaker, at least off of one train, um, which is super exciting. If you guys don't know, when Icebreaker opened last year, it originally opened with a 48-inch height requirement, um, but there was an incident with the comfort collars, and they did raise that height requ requirement to 54 inches. Um and yeah, now it looks like hopefully they'll be lowering it back down 48 inches with the removal of the comfort collars. Yeah, those are not fun. <laughs> Probably no, one of my least favorite restraints. Yeah, they're awful. I'm. Have you ridden Icebreaker yet? Nope. So Icebreaker is one of those coasters that like has so much potential to be so much fun. It has a lot of airtime. Um but the comfort collars just really ruin it for me. Um, as well as for me, if it's a 54 inch height requirement, I don't want to premiere. Like if, if you're going to have a 54 inch height requirement, I want something like the rest of their coasters in the park. I want to be an M and yeah. 
I couldn't like to me it's like a waste of a like thrill attraction it was it's a great family attraction except now the height requirement makes it more of an adult thrill attraction and to me it's like kind of a waste so hopefully with the height requirement going down like I feel like it belongs there a little bit more um I would I would assume that it's safe to say that the park probably isn't the happiest that it turned out to have to raise to 54 inches no I don't think so because it's really sad but there aren't like it's a great family park with all of the like obviously you have all of the like the sharks the different fish the stingrays um it's a really cool park for animals and marine life but there's not a lot for the kids to do there's not much there and thinking they had another family ride and then losing it that quickly um definitely couldn't have been good on their part they must have been upset about that do you know off the top of your head whether or not um 48 inches or less can ride like infinity falls or journey to atlantis i don't believe so maybe infinity falls oh, let's look height infinity fall height falls height requirement why would you give me the height requirement in feet yeah i looked at something up earlier and it said <laughs> like four foot six inches i was like what <laughs> yeah like why would you do that? That's stupid. Um, it looks like it's going to be 42 inches. Okay. So for infinity falls. And then for what was the other one? You said journey uh, to Atlantis. Yeah. I think 42 inches. So I was wrong. You can ride those. At least they can ride those things, right? I guess you have to get wet though. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like a kitty coaster they can ride too, um, but nothing a little more thrilling for them. Yeah. They can't ride any of the like more intense coasters. Yeah, there's no there's no middle step there. There's only small and then big. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no good family coaster like you get at other parks. Um, so removing the comfort collars not only is a great step for us getting a little more airtime on. Um, that ride, because it is, it's going to be a stellar ride if you can actually experience that airtime comfortably. Um, but it's going to be great for us and for the kids that are between that 48 to 54 inch mark. It's also nice to see Premier do something other than a Skyrocket too. So, Yes. And, and they did a really good job. Like, I really do like, I, I like it a lot. I just... For yeah. me, and pushed into that seat with the comfort collars and trying to get into those trains. Like, you have to be flexible. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, um, I'm excited to at least you know get down there eventually and and get that credit and all at that whole park really. So. Yeah, I'm excited for you to experience it because it is a really cool family ride. I do like it a lot. Um. Yeah, it has. It, all I keep saying is it has great airtime. It really does have some like top-notch airtime for sure. Um, it's going to be amazing without the comfort collars. Yeah, I bet so. I'm sure all of their coasters that they have comfort collars on would be amazing without them. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to Lake Compounds and rode their Skyrocket too? Nope. I've only been on... Uh, what's the one at BGW? Tempesto. Yeah. Um. The one at, I think it's called Phobia. Mm -hmm. um, 
at Lake Compounds, that one is only a single train and it has no comfort collars and it's like 10 times better than the yeah. C's versions of them, which C's, I love you, but the comfort collars like really do damper the mm. airtime. Tigers has no arm here. I wonder if they do that, if they get a deal on their insurance or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Because I know that with some of the Cedar Fair parks, the reason why they have the seat belt on some of their coasters is for insurance purposes. Yeah, and it, yeah, because it typically, but the reason for the seat belt is typically because it gives them a clearer indication of whether or not they fit on the ride. Yeah. Um. So it's a more clear, like if your seat belt doesn't hook, you don't fit. Um, whereas like verify can be a little questionable. Like, I'm sure you've been to a park where they're like pushing someone down with all their might, which is awesome if they're willing to do that, but probably not like the safest way to be like, yes, you can ride or no, you can't. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, it's, that's like a lot of it, but I know a lot of it's like public perception too. Um, the comfort collars make a lot of people feel like they're safer. Yeah. So it tends to draw, especially kids, I think. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, so the next topic we have in our in our news here is Big Bear Mountain's going to open in May. Yeah, cool. Dolly. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying, I was just saying, how cool. Yeah, it's super exciting. Dollywood was like popping off with all their news today. Um, today was their media and pass holder day, and they were just popping off with news. Um, but yeah, super excited for Big Bear Mountain. Yeah, it's it's nice to see some new age Vacomas finally get over here, even though it's not like the a big time, you know, adult coaster, but still looks really fun. Super long layout and just excited to see what else, if anybody else purchases some Vacomas. Yeah, I'm excited to see a newer generation Vacoma for sure, because there is a lot you can do with a family coaster and like look at i don't want to be like look at hagrid's but like there's a lot of family coasters that are becoming some people's favorites and hagrid's mm -hmm. being one of them even without all of the theming that's a wonderful ride um so i'm excited to see what vacoma does with the family model yeah i hear somebody back there <laughs> literally so dramatic <laughs> um yeah it looks awesome and I have heard watching some videos from other, you know, channels or whatever that some people liked Hagrid's more than Velocicoaster. I have heard that too. And I could definitely, if you're taking theming into account, I 100% can see it. They popped off with Hagrid's. They really did. Um, but for me, like I, I need an inversion in order to say like if Hagrid's thrown an inversion, Sorry, Velocity, you might be taken out. <laughs> strong words. That is strong <laughs> words. Oh! Well, hello. Uh, Ahsoka said we're Velocity people here. <laughs> oh, that's great. Velocity. <laughs> 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 Looks like we have our first guest on... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, say hello. Welcome to our first <laughs> guest. This is Ahsoka Tano. She loves to scream. Oh my God. But yeah, so um, other news out of Dollywood. Um, they are opening a new resort. It looks like they're going to start taking reservations for that resort in June, and it'll be open in November. Um, 
I'm pretty excited for that. And then they're also doing a Dolly Parton experience, which I don't know if you've seen the video for that, but it looks like it's going to be like interactive, like an interactive screen room. And it's going to be super interesting. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They released like a two minute video um, showcasing like some of the things they plan to do. And it looks like it's going to be really cool. Yeah. I did see reports coming out from today that when Dolly was there, obviously I think she's there every opening day. Um, but she came out and she, she sang a song. So that's pretty cool. Oh, I miss that. I love it. Yeah. I think she sang, uh, what is that song that Whitney Houston covered? I will always her? love you. I was going to yeah. ask if it was that, cause that's what they're calling the 50th celebration. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I definitely think that's cool. I, was so jealous when Dolly came out. Everyone was posting videos, and I was like, "Yeah, that would be pretty cool. promo." Might have to try to do that next year. Yeah, I for sure would like to. Yeah, because I I don't know if it'll be next year or the year after. I think I heard somewhere that their next like big time coaster should be coming around, you know, a year or two years from now. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, hopefully. I mean. They did what back to back year back to back kids coasters yeah dragonflyer and then this now yeah i'm hoping the theming for this like i know it's a huge layout and it looks like it's going to go all through that one land mm -hmm. um but i really hope the theming of this is really good um yeah because i haven't been to dollywood yet so i don't know from like in-person experience but mm -hmm. i know that they're really known for top-notch theming yeah I would say that it'll, it'll probably be decent. Uh, Fire Chaser Express is pretty cool. Um, That's like, like my I'm sorry. number one I want to see. My uh, Siri just wanted to start talking randomly. So. <laughs> um, so sorry if you heard that. Siri wanted to make a guest appearance as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, some Six Flags news. How about that? As soon as we thought that Six Flags wasn't going to do anything, then they release all this kid stuff because I think, you know, that's what they're shooting for right now. Um, three coasters next year, all kids coasters. Two of them are the Pisketti Bowl um, going to Six Flags over Georgia and Fiesta, Texas. And those are called Kid Flash Cosmic Coaster. And I think they're going to have that... Uh, uh, what is that skyline track that has all the, the LED lights? Uh, over the whole thing? Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see like what they do with it and if they maintain it. I, th yeah. I had hoped yes, the Texas is going to maintain it, but the rest of them, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jeff Siebert does a great job down at Fiesta, Texas. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I fully expect that one to be updated constantly, you know, upkept. Mm -hmm constantly i don't know about over georgia yeah we'll have to see i'm definitely interested to see um what am i missing oh, here? And the, um also out of six flags is the new england the dino update to the antique cars i feel like no one's talking about this and everyone's making fun of it but i'm like this is such a smart idea antique cars are so boring yeah like i feel like even as a kid i was like oh cool like i'm driving but other than that they're not super interesting with a dino overlay or like a dino update. I think that's going to be so much fun. 
yeah, I mean, driving down the path and you run into dinosaurs all over the place. I think that's really awesome and good for awesome for the kids for real. Like that's a, that's a good idea. I don't know who thought of that, but you deserve an A plus. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. I feel like I'm the only one who got like all hype when they announced that. And <laughs> I think it's going to be super cool. Yeah. I think that's going to be cool too. And they are six flags. St. Louis is actually going to get a new coaster, a kid's coaster with uh, the rookie racer of uh, uh, Vacoma. Vacoma Kids Coaster, or Junior Coaster. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that one too. That's it. Hopefully they put in the effort that Big Bear Mountain's going to put in as well. Yeah. I think it, I think it would be different than their old school Vacoma Junior Coasters that like Cedar Point has. Um, so it should be a lot better. Hopefully Vacoma, you know, they've kind of left the States and now they're coming back kind of revamped. So hopefully, hopefully it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm really hoping that we're st we're starting to see some of the um, things that overseas are starting to see with Vacoma. Because Vacoma, from what I've heard, Vacoma has really stepped up their game, but we just haven't ha experienced it much other than Disney. But I find the Disney Vacoma experience to be really unique since Disney has their hands in that. I agree. Now, here's my hot take about Vacoma. Sorry to get off topic here, but... <laughs> Are they riding on the coattails of Intamin? Because it seems like all of their awesome new coasters overseas are stuff that Intamin already is doing. I I could see it, but at the same time, some of the best places take inspiration from somewhere else. It's true. So I don't know necessarily. I mean, until I ride them, I don't think I'll I'll be able to say for sure. Yeah. But I feel like they're going to find, take some inspiration from Intamin, but also find their groove and find things yeah. that they do well. Where, like, maybe they might do some things better than Intamin does. Maybe they might do things a little worse. Um, I'm inter interested to see for sure. But they are starting to rem remind me a bit of the Blitz coasters. Unless the tilt coaster is a good hit and is reliable and everything, then that could be a big hit for them. Yeah, I want to see one of those tilt coasters so bad. That would be really cool. Well, some one will be in Texas in a year. When they open that and when they get it done, if they're going to open year-round, like, right off the bat. Because isn't that, like, their first effort to become, like, an all-year-round all round destination? Aren't they only open during, like, race season right now? I, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't I even know. If, I don't even know if Palindrome has gone vertical. Oh, really? I don't know. I haven't I seen either. any updates. Yeah, I don't know either. I haven't been following it that closely. I, this is another one of those things where it's like Vacoma until you prove to me that you're good. I don't care. Yeah. Um. So I just don't follow the Vacomas all that much. I'm excited for them. I am. But I'm like, I, I don't want to be overexcited and then finally get to them and be like, wow, like that was kind of mediocre. Yeah, I um, agree. So I just kind of let them do their thing and then hopefully they blow me away. Yep. Now, Six Flags, another park in Texas is opening a coaster tomorrow. Yes, we're getting Aquaman. Um, I think they said 
So tomorrow, we are recording this on Friday, March 10th. So tomorrow is March 11th. So that is when Aquaman at Over Texas is opening. Um, I've heard, I don't know if you follow Mike and Kelly. Um, I believe their Instagram is Exploring Forces. Let's take a look. Um, they went to Over Texas like two or three weeks ago. And they just happened to be like walking through the park. And Aquaman was open for pass holders and they let them ride. Um, and they said it like, it seemed like they had a lot of fun. They said that they were absolutely soaked. I was listening to the drunk riders podcast and he said, it's like a wall of water hit them, but they were literally dry from the waist down though. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was laughing as they were talking about it. Um, yeah, Exploring Forces is their Instagram and Mike also from the Drunk Riders. Um, but yeah, it seems like they really liked it. Yeah, well, that's good. I, he was saying that like it was rivaling the backwards launch on Pantheon and getting that kind of like jolt out of his seat. I love that. That's like, I don't. I haven't ridden Pantheon when it was running well enough to have a good opinion on Pantheon. Um, if I'm being completely honest, but that backwards airtime hill, when it launches you, Oh my gosh, if it even goes close to touching that, that's like, I'll be very excited for that. Yeah. that I mean, just the whole aspect of it having airtime and then it's also a water ride. That's pretty cool. I won't lie. Yeah, and in the, like, sweltering heat in Texas in the middle of the summer, that's going to be such a good relief. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely a huge plus that they put the turntable on there and stuff. instead of having just one boat. The capacity is going to be a little bit better now. Yeah, I actually completely forgot about that. I knew there was something I was missing. Um, that's going to be interesting to see. I'm really glad they decided to do that. But again, this is another thing where I'm a little bit, like, are we trusting a Six Flags park with something like that? So I'm interested to see how they maintain it. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, and then I guess the last thing here is everybody, you know how everybody was very sad when Bush Gardens Williamsburg decided that they were going to remove Mock Tower. Um, everybody was shedding so many tears. Um, they have done something amazing with that area. <laughs> I know, if you I haven't, know. I know if you if you haven't know, if you haven't seen posts coming out, I think it was just today, right? Yeah, it looked like today. So there are picnic tables there now, so you can go eat your lunch where a drop tower was once located. I love it. They just threw they just threw picnic tables there, and we're like, here you go, a lunch area. And they they built a little tiny platform. I guess it was maybe over where the hole was or something. I don't know. Yeah, like um, where the actual tower was, they just like put the metal plate over top. <laughs> um, I did notice that. I was laughing. It does, however, it is a much needed seating area because if I'm if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, but if I remember correctly, the pretzel place is right next to Mock Tower. Yep. And... Sorry, guys. Um <laughs> The pretzel place is right next to Mock Tower, and they don't—they didn't have seating. Um, no. Yeah, so you, it would be really nice. Yeah, now like thinking back to my trip there, there was nowhere to sit in that area where 
That's right by like Verbolton's entrance and everything, right? Yeah, so I'm pretty yeah. sure that's where it was. I haven't been to Bush Gardens Williamsburg very often, and when I have been, um, Ahsoka was still very much in training, so I was like a little bit distracted. Um, but I'm 90% sure it's Verbolton, yeah. the pretzel place, and the mock and mock tower that were all right there. Yep, yep. Yeah, there was uh, it, there was nowhere to sit right there. So I, I agree, it was much needed. So I wonder if that's just the way it stays or if something else is going to be planned eventually for there. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they put there. Yeah. Well, I guess that gets us in, you know, to some questions. We asked our, you know, followers on socials, like, what do you want to, do you want to know anything uh, about, you know, us or what we think and anything like that and just kind of having a chill episode here where we just kind of chat and uh yeah what's our what are, what are, what do we want to answer first yeah so our first question is from ryan mick um he's asking what trips we have planned so far well um i guess i mean i'll go first i guess if that's all right yeah go i think it. that mine is going to be way shorter um <laughs> Um, so every year, I mean, I'll be at, I'll be at Kings Island many, many times this year, uh, maybe every other weekend or so. So, uh, there's that Cedar point. I'll hit up a bunch as well. Uh, just, you know, living so close to those, I hit them up a bunch and then got to get to Dorney, uh, because of Talon, got to ride Talon. LFG. Uh, you know, I had to throw that in there. Uh, so I'll make it out to Dorney and then hopefully this fall, um, I, I plan on getting down to Orlando and going to IOA and BGT. And I'm sure there'll be, there may be stuff randomly that pops up, um, you know, with the podcast or we get invited anywhere, anything like that. Um, or just to do an episode somewhere if we plan it later on or whatever, there might be something else, but that's what I have for sure planned right now. All right, that sounds fun. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I, I do a lot of last minute planning. Um, so for me, as of right now, I have in a couple weeks, I'll be going to Texas. Um, unfortunately, not for Fiesta, Texas. I will be at Six Flags over Texas. Um, in April, I'll be at Do Dollywood for the Coaster Crew event. Um, I go to Orlando and Tampa all the time, but I am planning to be there for a week in April. Um, I don't know when, but I want to get to Cedar Point and Kings Island because I've never been to Kings Island and Cedar Point. I really just want to go ride Maverick. Um, and then, yeah, I'm only four hours from BGW, so I'm sure I'll be there in Kings and King's Dominion. And then of course I'm right in the Philadelphia area most of the time. So I will be at Dorney Hershey great adventure. Um, those are the main ones. I'll probably be there. Um, yeah, most of the summer. Sounds like, sounds like a lot of fun. I definitely want to go back to King's Dominion and Bush gardens, Williamsburg as well, but hopefully this year, that'd be cool. Yeah, they're definitely good parks to make the trip for, especially because like they are pretty close. It's easier to do one in or both in one trip. Yeah. Well, um, so go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of trips, though, um, the Texas trip is actually going to be with Brian at Coaster Three Six Five, which brings us to 
talking about our first guest. Um, that trip is going to be in just about three weeks. So we will have our first guest on the podcast. Brian <laughs> is going to join us to talk about um, Aquaman and anything else, anything else we do at Over Texas. I'm excited. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. So tune in. And I believe that's going to be um, the first week of April is when that one's going to drop, I think. Um, okay. But yes, yeah, stay tuned. We'll keep you updated um, exactly when. But congrats to Brian for being our first guest. And also, yes. thank you, Brian. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. That is going to be fun. And I can't wait. Can't wait for that. That's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. All right. Well, so speaking of speaking of Bryant and Coaster three six five, um, our next question is from is that Candy Cores? Am I reading that right? I Candy Cores. I'm so sorry if we messed this up. Yeah, I, I do apologize. Um, but they are asking what our prediction is for the coaster bracket that Bryant is doing, and, and then a, a second question in there is. What is your favorite and least favorite RMCs? So what is your picks for that bracket? All right. So I have to preface this with this is this is extremely hard for me to give predictions because I wanted to give you what I think should have won. Um, however, I tried to be um, I tried to look at it from the outside and see what I actually thought was going on. So my prediction for the final four are going to be Zadra, Iron Gwazi, Ride to Happiness, and Flying Dinosaur. Um, and I think Ride to Happiness is going to be the winner for that one. Okay. Uh, what are you thinking for the... Um, for my four? Ride? Yeah. So I had to do the same thing. And I had to choose with my brain and not my heart. Uh, so my final four right now are uh, Tiaga... Iron Gwazi, Ride to Happiness, and Velocicoaster with Velocicoaster winning it. Oh my gosh, I was not expecting that. I love it. Your girl loves Velocity, but I was not expecting that. You know, I, I may be wrong, but I'm going with my heart there. So all right, I love it. I'll take it. Velocity yep. for the win. Um, so then let's, that brings us to the favorite and least favorite RMCs. My favorite RMC is Iron Gwazi and my least favorite is Jersey Devil. And I know that's not a bad coaster. Um, I just can't possibly, that's my only single rail and I don't have any bad RMC hybrids on or like Ibox on mm -hmm. my, like, Yeah. I, I can't possibly put the single rail above any of the other RMCs I have. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah. What about you? So for me, I don't have as many RMC credits as I as I wish I would have right now. So right now, my favorite RMC is Steel Vengeance. And my least favorite, oh, this is going to get some heat, but I've only ridden three, but it is Lightning Rod. I haven't had the experience to um, ride that yet with the, you know, 50-50 box and then um, the original track that it had. Um, so Twisted Timbers gets the, uh, in the middle, in the middle there. Twisted Timbers is so good. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't put Twisted Timbers last because I've ridden that more recently than, than Lightning, Lightning Rod. So, um, 
it's more like fresh in my mind and it is really good. It is really good. Yeah. I do think like I have not written a bad RMC. Like I definitely, I, I know people get on me all the time. I'm not a huge fan of steel vengeance, but that's just my preference. It's not a bad coaster. It's just that I don't personally like it that much. Um, it's a really nice coaster. It's just way too long for me. And yeah, I yep. haven't ridden a bad RMC. Yep. And the funny thing is I didn't realize, I heard this, somebody say this the other day. It was a while ago. Um, but with Twisted Timbers, <laughs> it doesn't turn left. It never has a left-hand turn. <laughs> I don't think I ever put that together either, but yeah. If I'm... I thought that was pretty crazy. I was like, it only turns right. <laughs> That's actually very funny. Um, I'm trying to think of it in my head right now. Like, remember and write it. I I don't remember a left-hand turn, but whatever. It's still I. a great coaster. It's still a great yeah. coaster. It's still, like, it's it's up there for me. It's I, I have so many RMCs to ride, but I don't know how many are going to top Twisted Timbers for me. Twisted Timbers and Iron Gwazi to me are like very perfect coasters. Uh, I can't wait to ride Iron Gwazi. Mm. Iron Gwazi is going to like destroy you. I yeah. remember the first time I got off Iron Gwazi, I was in, like I was literally in tears. I could not stop crying. I was like that, I can't even believe that that's a real thing. Was that... Did that happen to be in a Coaster Studios video your first time writing? No, I was not. No, was okay. Sarah and Taylor. Um, <laughs> I, they were there, but I think that they started this, not to sound awful, but I'm pretty sure when they got there and they asked me to get on video, I was already so drunk that my video, like my sentences didn't make sense. And they didn't know me at the time and they weren't as like, oh, let's just expose her because she's she's just stupid when she's drunk at the time they didn't know me as well so they were like we threw out your video because you sounded stupid now they're like you sounded stupid and we made sure to feature it <laughs> which i love about them i love when they put my stupid drunk rambling i called fury i said fury was so much different than a bnm in the last video i was drunken it's so much different than a BNM, though. I was like, it's so much different than a BNM, and they knew, like, we all knew that I knew what, like, they, we all knew what I was supposed to say and what I meant to say, but I did. It didn't come out that way, and they showed me it when they were editing it, and I was like, you have to, like, you have to correct me, like, put in an asterisk with what I meant to say, and they're like, no, you sound stupid. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, I love I, it. I, it. It's funny because whenever they put out a video, I'm like, and thinking that, you know, it might be a park that you you were there with them. I'm like, what kind of, what, what are we going to hear today? <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> it's so much fun. I do the same thing. I literally like, they post a video and I know that I was there and I was like, what, what type of stupid stuff did I say in this video? I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, it's like amazing. It. So yep. tune into Coaster Studios. Yep. videos especially when i'm in them and rambling drunkenly <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's move on to the next question we have from john ramos um list your favorite to least favorite giga coasters Ooh. 
I'm going to put you first. Interesting. This one was very easy to answer. <laughs> um, really? I-305. I-305 is by far the best Giga on Earth. Fight me. I will fight over that. I will die on that hill. <laughs> um, I would also die on that hill. So Yeah. And then comes Fury. So I-305, Fury, Millennium Force, Orion. I'm sorry, Orion. I love you, but you're not the best. Yeah, I do not have Orion. I actually don't have a, a I don't have a lot of gigas under my belt. Um, so my three that I have are actually in the exact same order as Chris. However, I did not find mine to be an easy decision. Um, I throw five. One hundred percent was the best one. Um, I rode Fury. I rode Fury probably seven or eight times, um, but it wasn't until this December, and it was almost at the point where they were shut down for weather, so I liked it. I really, really liked it. I put it above Millie, but I don't feel like I got rides that gave it, like, I didn't get these blow-me-away rides on it. Yeah. Um so I have to go back when it's running a little better so I can actually rank it because I almost put Millie first for this one. Um, but then I took into consideration the fact that I rode Millie when it was running really well and I rode Fury when it was freezing cold. Um, yeah. So this one was really hard for me. Yeah, I will say this. Let me, I'll rephrase what I said. When I said it was an easy decision, it was the easy decision to put I-305 first. The other ones were okay. not. The other ones were not. I threw a five by far the best. Um, and with Fury, when I, I went in 2021 and I spent the last two, last three hours of the day rewriting Fury over and over, I ended up with like 14 rides in a row. And I loved it. It's that drop is something else. Um, but then like I rode Millennium Forest you know, this past season, I'm like, man, that drop is awesome as well. It's really hard. It's really hard. So yeah, is Orion. When you ride Orion, that drop seems like it lasts forever. And it's like, they're, they're all great. And it is really hard to rank those other three. Yeah, I definitely had a hard time ranking those ones. Mm -hmm. um, again, I think that's going to change when I get a proper ride on Fury. Um, but I had a really hard time. Ranking yeah. between Fury and Millie. That one was yeah. hard. Yeah, it's they're 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 so totally focused on two different things, it's hard to compare them because you know Fury has all the airtime and whatnot, and Millie is all about the speed and 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 you know forces of you know speed and I guess some airtime, but not like not Fury S. It's not a B and M. There's no way that it's yeah. all you know, Millie's focused on the speed, really, the height and the speed. So Yeah, exactly. And um yeah the bnm definitely gives you i don't want to say it's more elegant but it is it's more mm -hmm. elegant than those intamin like whippy speedy turns like just completely different attractions to yeah. completely different rides what's weird is like on the intamin giga it almost feels like you're going faster because of how whippy and how smooth it is and whatnot. Um, where at like Fury, it's so graceful that you don't feel like you're going as fast. I don't know if that has something to do with 
Millie being only two, you know, two across compared to four across. I don't know if that is. I just sometimes I feel like I'm going faster when I'm on Millie, but I know I'm not. Yeah, it, I definitely agree. I really think it is. I think you hit it like right on the head there. Like, um, I think that those really short whippy turns just make you feel like you're going so much faster. Um, instead That's why of those, I three five is king. <laughs> Yes, I-305, those, oh my gosh, those whippy turns on I-305, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, super hard to rank because they're such different gigas. But yep. there you go. The theme park, I, I think it's safe to say the theme park stand rating for gigas is I-305 Fury Million Orion in yep. that order since we yep. pretty much agreed. <laughs> Oh, all right. So moving on to the next question we have here from Cedar Kev. Um, what are your bucket list European parks? Yeah, this is a good one. So I'm not going to lie. Some of these I picked because of um, environment as well. But I picked these parks solely for like one attraction at each park. Um, so I've, I couldn't pick just one. Um, I have Energylandia, Fantasia Land, and Plopsa Land um, for Hyperion, Terran, and um, Ride to Happiness. Yeah, those look amazing. And for me, I picked two of the same: uh, Fantasia Land for Terran, Energylandia for Hyperion, and Wallaby Belgium for Conda. Yeah, Conda was up there for me too. Conda. Yeah, I, I limited myself to three and I needed mm -hmm. Ride to Happiness. I get it. I get it. Um, I mean, if you if if you if anybody hasn't noticed yet, we also stand for Intamin, so yeah. But I I do have to say um Copperhead Strike was my first like I don't want to say it was my first mock because it's not my first mock, but it's yeah. my first, like, I want to say more um, thrill mock. And I loved it. Copperhead Strike really, really stood out for me. I actually, the first day I was at Carowinds when I got off that, um, I kind of thought I liked it more than Fury and I'm still not super sure. Um, but it might be one I like more than Fury. So that extreme spinner, that might be stealing my Intamin. Yeah. Ooh, that'll be, that'll be, that'll be fun to find out, you know, once, once you get there and write it. So yeah, then, my Twitter, the then I'm going to need Twitter to expand the bio so I could be Intamin, Talon and, um, Ride to Happiness Stan account. Yeah. I also just realized that I almost made it a full episode without saying Talon. So <laughs> we almost made it, guys. We were so close. So close, but Chris said Talon once. I did. For me. So Chris Chris did it this episode. Not yeah, me. I mentioned it first. I apologize. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, I mean Copperhead Strike was also my first like major mock coaster. And I went into it like comparing it like, am I gonna compare this to Maverick? 
No, they're not comparable. They're not because Maverick's way more intense. Copperhead Strike is all about gracefulness again, really. Yeah, and the hang time. Oh my god, the hang time on Copperhead Strike is unmatched, especially yeah. when it was running slower. The hang time was so wild. Okay, I have a question for you. Yes. Compare the Jojo roll from Hydra and Copperhead. Oh, so I liked Copperheads, but I think for the sole reason, um, I think for the sole reason that the restraints are more free. I can't remember. Does I think the restraint is just a lap bar, if I remember yep. correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, I was like, oh, now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think Copperhead strikes, but for the sole purpose that you're more free. So it yeah. feels like like you feel like you're falling out of that seat. Um, and Copperhead's looks sh- like more compact compared to Hydra's is like super like long extended JoJo roll. Yeah, and Hydra's is slower for yeah. sure. Like from my memory... Unless my memory is like really not helping here, but um, from what I remember, Hydra's was like uh, it was really slow. Yeah. But the restraint—it's the restraint that does it for the JoJo roll and Copperhead Strike. It's so good. Yeah. B and M, we need you to figure out how to get a clamshell to be able to work with inversions. We can do this. Let's do it. Yeah, I oh my gosh, I if a BM had lap only restraints. It's gotta be possible because Intamin does it, right? Mock does it. Yeah, but the inversions are shaped so differently. And there's inversions that like Intamin and Mock don't really do that BM does, and they don't focus as heavily on positives. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm interested. I yeah. I would love it if they get rid of the full restraints. Even the vests, I like the vests aren't the most comfortable, but even the vests I like more than the hard like over the shoulder, like the old ones. Yeah, yeah. The only issue it, with the vests ones is I feel like they get tighter as the coaster goes on. They're like sucking me in yeah. farther. Well, so do the other restraints, but it's just like you might have some room depending on. Yeah. Um, yeah, depending on like your size and where you are in the notches. Um, yeah. But yeah. We'll have to do another episode where we talk about like our favorite restraints and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we'll definitely Pretty have to fun. talk about it. It would be fun. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. So I think we're good for the next question. So mm-hmm. Lamson Coasters asked, what park memorabilia do you like to collect? Well, I like, I definitely purchase a <laughs> um, nano coaster about every trip I go to a park. So um, I have a lot right now. I still have a whole stack to build still. Um, t-shirts, always got to have shirts. I'm, most of the time I'm wearing a coaster shirt at some, uh, almost every single day. Um and then I like to collect things that are from like 
past rides that have been torn down and stuff. I have my slice of Wicked Twister track. Um, I have some other things from from parks that you know, if you know people, they they give to you. So you know, but um, most of it's the nano coasters and stuff. I, I would say this: my favorite thing is parts of old rides. I'd say that's my favorite thing. Yeah, that seems like a cool one. Um, for me, I I would say parts of old rides, except I haven't really had any experience to kind of collect that stuff. Um, I I do t-shirts a lot. Like I have a lot of t-shirts. Usually when I go to a park, I pick my favorite coaster from that park that I've experienced and I get a shirt for it. So I have a couple Iron Gwazi shirts. Um, obviously I have the tackiest Talon sweater. It's awful. Um, awful in the best way though. Like it's so tacky. It has like an Eagle on it and the, like the Talon is inverting over the Eagle. It is so tacky <laughs> and I love it. Um, so I usually pick my favorite coaster and I buy a shirt for that coaster. Yeah. And then I also do mugs. Like I have a real obsession with mugs. Okay. But those are my things. Well, definitely with the t-shirts, like <laughs> my closet is filled with t-shirts. I like to have it like at my home parks and at least my home parks, I have like one t-shirt at least for every coaster at the parks that I, that they do sell. So like when I, I went to Kings Island, I don't know, 30 times this year, less past year. So I was walking through the gift shop and I'm like, I literally have everything. <laughs> so I didn't have to spend money the last few trips. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I got that way with Iron Glossy. I have like every single, except for one or two that I was just like, I'm not interested in the shirt. Yeah. Um, but I have like every Iron Gwazi shirt to exist and a vintage Gwazi shirt. I Oh, I'm also into like super into vintage shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So if I can find like a vintage coaster shirt, I usually try and buy those. Um, but yeah, I, I do that with like one specific coaster usually. Yeah. You know, I got to have my Maverick shirt. So I have a bunch of those. I have two of those as well. Um, all right, I think we can move on to the next one. And this one is actually, um, this is our last question. And it's actually, I think it's safe to say, um, this might be my favorite question that was asked, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but from Park Visions, we have, what is your favorite memory at a park? This is actually the second to last question. Oh man, it was, I'm sorry. I, I moved the other one in my head to the bottom of the list. So sorry, second to last question, but still my favorite question that was asked. Yep. So favorite park memory, favorite memory at a park. So I I didn't have just one, so I have three. And uh, the first one I have is probably back in like the early to early 2000s, uh, maybe mid 2000s. Um, so me and my friend Josh, we would take a two day trip to Cedar Point every year. And I remember one day it was like the last two hours until park close. And it was, there was nobody there. So we literally ran and rode six coasters within an hour to get to park close. Cause we, we, every trip we take, 
we would wait until, you know, say the park closed at 10, we would wait until 9.59 to get in line for Millennium Force to try to get last train of the night. And uh, so we would, we ran around for that hour to try to ride everything else and, and, and get in line for that at 9.59. So that's just a memory that sticks out to me just because I was, I was just, I was dead after that. Why <laughs> we literally were sprinting from ride to ride. Um, and then the next thing, um, definitely the first time riding, uh, top throw dragster. It just, it was out of this world to think of something going that fast and that tall at the time. And it was just, I couldn't believe that I just, I did that. And, you know, here we are and now it's not here anymore, but that's a topic for a different day. No. Um, and then lastly, coaster stock at Kings Island uh, last year. Um, that's one of the best events around. If anybody has never been, uh, it's two straight days of nonstop an hour before open to an hour past close of ERT and tours and everything of, at Kings Island. And the most memorable part, memorable part is um, last year when on the second day at closing time, when the, the event was ending, it started to storm real bad and something in the park got struck by lightning as we're walking out by the fountains, by the tower there. Um, it literally sounded like we were getting struck by lightning. It was that close. Um, so it was, a and there's a huge bang at the end there. So it was just a way to kind of end that event. It was pretty cool. And I can't wait to get back this year. Oh my gosh. That sounds insane, but also yeah. fun. <laughs> Yeah, so for me, I also have three. I couldn't pick just one. Um, so first, I have my first time riding Velocicoaster. Um, my first time riding Velocicoaster, I had just bought my pass, and it was past previews, but because I just bought my pass, I didn't have the email to register. So I was there on vacation. I lived in Philadelphia at the time, and... I went to the crew, like I went to the employees and I explained the situation and they told me, they were like, we can't get you in today, but if you come back at opening tomorrow, maybe we can get you in. And first they told me no. So then I sat outside of Velocicoaster waiting. Um, and then this guy who only got himself in, he couldn't manage to get his family in, um, we started talking and he went to go in and a supervisor stopped him and was like, why are you by yourself? Like, it doesn't make sense. You can't ride by yourself. And he's like, well, I have a friend out there, but she couldn't get in. So the supervisor let me in. And then I cried so hard the whole entire time that I was like, I barely even remember this experience because I was so excited. All I did was cry. I have this selfie of me in front of the Velocicoaster statue where I'm literally just bawling my eyes out. Um, and Something, yeah. Did you see what happened with the video? Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened. All right. So then this is a like more recent memory, but, um, I am a huge Disney person as well. I know that's kind of like a um, not like the most popular take in the coaster enthusiast world. Um, but my favorite character in the world is Elsa. I like find a lot of similarities between myself and Elsa and her experience versus my own. So um, 
when they reopened Fantasmic, they um, added in an Elsa part. And the first time that I saw the show yourself part in the new um, Fantasmic, I, again, I cried so hard that like, I didn't even see what was happening on stage. I was just done. I was crying. Um, It was so emotional for me. I was so in love with it. And then last but not least, um, Ahsoka's first time on Living with the Land. If you guys follow us, you know Living with the Land is Ahsoka's favorite attraction in the world. She loves it. Um, And the first time she got on, she was like really nervous to get on the boat. Um, But then the moment it started moving and the moment we went into the greenhouse, she was like in heaven. Her nose was going a million miles a minute. She was so excited. It was one of my favorite things to watch. (laughs) That's awesome. I loved it so much. Well, those are some good memories. Um, And yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's fun to think back about those and then all the other ones thinking about answering this question about everything else that I was thinking about as well. So that's good to go down memory lane there a little bit. Yeah. I like going through all memories. So yeah, park visions. That was a really good one. I liked that question a lot. Round of applause. Yeah. LFG. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, go ahead. That brings us to our true last question. (laughs) Uh, From our friends at, in or at or in or at one of those two words there, <laughs> the drunk writers in and at, I guess. Where yeah, so do we get our inspiration uh, for the podcast? Yeah, so we kind of talked about this before starting mm-hmm. to record a little bit. Um, I think it comes from a lot of places, but there's definitely... I definitely take a lot of my inspiration from my friends that I've grown close with and from um, places that I see that have fun. So yeah, the drunk riders, I know you asked this question and I feel like you may have been fishing for some of this information, Um, but (laughs) but I do take a little bit of inspiration from you guys. I love, obviously I also love to shit post and I love to shit talk and I love that you guys are really open about that and that, um, that kind of inspires me to be a little more open about it, but I, I, I know I take it from a little bit from there, a little bit from El Toro Ryan and the drunk rat or no, the coaster idiots, um, mentality there. Mm-hmm. Um, some from amusement insider. I love when you can be crazy and do whatever you want, not whatever you want, like, but like, just yeah. have fun, be yourself, not worry about being proper, but still put out good content and put out entertaining content. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I know you mentioned like a few things that I was going to say as well, like for, with the podcast and just being able to, you know, talk about what we want to talk about and not have any worries about that with like the drunk writers. Like that's a huge inspiration there with just kind of chill and relax and just having a, you know, a good time. Um, that's the main thing I wanted to do. I didn't want to be some, something that's super serious all the time and just talking about, you know, just, you know, boring stuff really. Um, but then like for my inspiration for just in this community in general, you know, starting to watch 
and I feel like I started watching YouTube videos from like Dan with Mid Midway Mayhem and you know Kosher Studios with Taylor, um, and then in the, in the loop. I don't know. I can't remember their names off the top of my head, but um, um, just a lot of those those uh, YouTube stuff. What was that? I know. I think it's Hyde. Yeah, Hyde, the legend. The legend. And I know Clint Novak was in there for a while. Um, or I don't know. He might still be a part of it, but um, yeah. But yeah, just watching all those YouTube channels really just gave me an inspiration to because I already loved coasters, and I was like, man, you know, what do I want to do with it? And then here we are. Yeah, I I definitely can see that for sure. Um, but yeah, I think the big takeaway here is like though any of those channels that really I I think it's when their per personality shine through. Um, that's where we get a lot of inspiration from, and and yeah, for my personal page, like uh, more of obviously like you run more of a news page, I run a little more of an influencer page. Um, a lot of that inspiration comes from Sarah from Coaster Studios. Um, so she's a big inspiration in what I post and how I post and yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I will say this, the Coaster Idiots videos, El Toro Ryan, that just seems like so much fun. <laughs> and every time I watch one of those videos, I'm like, man, I wish I was there. That seems like an awesome time. <laughs> yeah. And those are like. I feel like I know this is what we talked about when we first started about the podcast, just having fun. And I love watching those videos and you can genuinely tell that they're having fun in every single one of their videos. The same with when you listen to the drunk riders, like they are having fun in every single one of their podcasts. And that's, yeah, that's what I want for us and for our yeah. podcast. And hopefully you guys are having fun listening to us having fun. Yeah. Hopefully it slaps, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep, that just happened. I I I love it. Yep. Perfect. Why not? <laughs> yep. Well, um, do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's it. I know we mentioned it um earlier before, but we will again another shout out. We will we will have our first um guest on the podcast. Like I said, that should be um just about actually it should be the last weekend in March, not the first weekend in April. Um, okay. So we will have Brian on to talk about our Texas trip and that'll be super exciting. Yeah. I can't wait for that. First guest, guest number one, guest number zero was Ahsoka. So guest number one will be Brian. Yes. So definitely tune in for Brian there. We all love him. Yep. Well, um, that is going to wrap it up for this episode, and we will see you next time. This has been the Theme Park Stand Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We'll see you all next time.